In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Saints, over the past month, the services have focused on the end of things, on the end of your life, the final judgment, heaven and hell, and so on, coming uh, at the end of the church here and also now at the beginning of the church here. And in Luke chapter 21, Jesus tells us about a lot of the end of things, the end of the temple, uh, the end of Jerusalem, even the signs of the last days. Things like nations rising against nations, um, earthquakes, famines, pestilences, and so on and so forth. Now, all of these things that Jesus has been talking about have taken place or are taking place since Jesus ascended into heaven. All of this has been going on for thousands of years now, which means we're not waiting for the last days to begin. Uh, We are in them right now. And we've been in them. That means that there's nothing else that needs to happen for him to return. Nothing has to happen in the stars or the planets uh, that uh, nothing has to happen uh, to those things. Or power plants don't have to be uh, um, dangerous and exploding or no politics have to change. Nothing has to happen in Jerusalem or Israel. Nothing has to happen to the temple or to the United States, for that matter. You don't need to keep an eye on foreign policy and global economics, knowing the news and all these things, economics and politics. The Bible clearly teaches that the death and resurrection and the ascension of Jesus ushered in the last days. And when Christ ascended, he could return then at any moment after that. So we've been living in the end times our entire life. And any one of these days could be the last day. Now, many people have died before Jesus has returned, but but Jesus tells us here in the scriptures that some people will be alive when he returns. It could be you. It could be us here right now. It could be your children. It could be your grandchildren or great-grandchildren and so on. But somewhere along the line, there will be a group of people on earth who will actually be alive here and witness it with their own eyes, seeing Jesus return. And Jesus tells us what that day is going to be like. That's what the text was uh, for today. Jesus tells us that that day is going to be absolutely horrifying. It is going to be the worst day of the world. It's going to be the worst day in the history of the world. Luke 21 says this. Jesus says, there will be signs in sun and moon and stars. I want to be clear here. The word signs here doesn't mean uh, like the sun or moon are going to flicker a little bit. Or that the stars are going to arrange themselves in a certain constellation. And you're going to need a telescope and some advanced degree in astronomy to understand it. The signs here are miraculous things, supernatural things, things that are entirely cataclysmic. Uh, They're terrifying and they will be seen by the naked eye. And while these petrifying things are happening in the sky, then the Lord says that on earth at the same time, on earth there will be distress of nations in in a moment in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves. So these things are happening simultaneously. And then he says this, that this sight 
of what you see with your eye in the heavens and what you see on earth and what you experience is going to be so disturbing that people will be fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. So people will be paralyzed with fear. That is, they'll be having heart attacks just looking at what's happening. Having nervous breakdowns because of the chaos. Jesus tells us that some people will be alive to witness this and experience the end. They'll be in the middle of living their life, going to work, eating at home or in church or whatever it is, when the world begins to collapse upon itself. Just as he forewarned of the destruction of Jerusalem and said exactly how it would be destroyed, so too this is a prophecy of Jesus telling us exactly how the world will be destroyed. And then Jesus says something terrifying. He says that all of this will happen because the powers of the heavens will be shaken. This means that the very force and might of the universe is going to unravel and come completely undone. The heavens will be dislodged from their place. We have seen the earthquake. We've seen some massive, devastating earthquakes. But we have never seen the heavens quake. This is what Jesus is talking about. This is something entirely different than anything we've seen or experienced before. And it's only going to happen once. And when it does, it is the end. Jesus here is not telling us about the last days, but he is telling us about the last day, singular. It is the very last day of the history of the world, the worst day ever. And he says it will be mortifying, absolutely terrifying. Uh, Every once in a while, you'll see a documentary or a book or read something on the internet that talks about how the world is going to end. And they say something like the, the sun is going to explode and we're all going to melt or the planet will crash into another planet and it's going to be insane and we're all going to burn up and die or something like this. <clears throat> uh, the truth is they're all wrong um, because it's not going to be that bad. It's going to be worse than that uh, because... The universe, the solar system, physics, gravity, all creation will fall apart. And that's going to be scary. But that is not the scariest part. That is just a prelude to the terror that the world will see. The worst part comes next when Jesus says, as all these things happen, then he says, and then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. That is not a comfort to the unbeliever or to this world. That this, this will be the most dreadful sight. It will, uh, uh, the, the destruction of the world will pale in comparison to seeing the Son of Man come in his glory. It is going to be far more terrifying than seeing the heavens shaken. Every scoffer and unbeliever who rejected Jesus, who denied him, who didn't believe him, with their own eyes, they will see the God that they mocked and rejected in this life. And they cannot deny him. They will see the Son of Man coming, but this time not in humility or meekness or kindness in a manger or riding on a donkey lowly or on a cross. They will see the one whom they pierced the one whom they spit upon and mocked 
and rejected and murdered and they will see him alive and they will see him coming with all of his majesty and glory. And they will see him with fire in his eyes. They will meet their maker whom they denied and they will have no place to hide from him. Uh, Malachi chapter four says, behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven when all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord of hosts, and they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. They will see Jesus not as their friend or savior, but as their maker, as the judge and the foe, they, their enemy. He will be a terror to, this, to, to all the nations and he will come with vengeance in his hands. And when these things begin to take place, they're going to bury their heads, wanting to die because their eternal condemnation draws near. While all of that is happening, while everyone is fainting and dying and running around in a panic, Jesus tells you, he says to you, dear Christians who hear and believe his word this day, he says, when these things begin to take place, you straighten up and you raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And that is our greatest consolation. Because it's not your condemnation. It's not vengeance or damnation that draws near. This is your redemption that draws near. And this isn't the redemption of the forgiveness of sins because that happened already long ago on the cross when the Lord spilled his blood for you. Jesus isn't coming to forgive your sins. He is coming to remove your sins from you, to separate them from you forever. This is why you don't need to be afraid of anything. If the Lord tells you not to be afraid of this last and worst day of the history of the world, then you don't need to be afraid of any day in your life. You don't need to be afraid of any diagnosis or any tragedy or suffering that would come your way. You won't be running away in fear if this moment comes or fainting in anxiety. You don't need to be afraid of the last day because the one who comes to judge you is the one who bore your sin. He bore your sin and, and he bore your sin in this way. Consider this. He bore your sin with full knowledge, complete knowledge of which sins you would commit in your life, all of them. How often you would commit them, how easily they could have been avoided, and how often you rushed headlong into them and you committed them anyway. He knew all of these things and yet he bore them willingly. That did not deter him. He knows you, he knows whom he suffered for. He came to you and bore in himself unimaginable pain and anguish to forgive you your sins, to accomplish your salvation, to make you his own. And he promised to come again. And he's not coming to catch you in your sin. He's not coming to throw your sins in your face or to accuse you of them. He's coming to save you from them, to rescue you from your sins. To the unbeliever, that day will be a day of dread. But to those of you who believe, this is the day of your redemption. This is the day when the Lord will come to make everything right, to separate your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. 
Dear saints, when we, we are to straighten up and lift up our heads because this last day will be a day of destruction. Because Jesus then on that day will destroy everything that ever hurt you. Every disease that ever pained you. Everything that caused you to weep and to mourn bitter tears of anguish. Everything, he will destroy everything that betrayed you or enticed you away. Every sin that you are enslaved to, that you're stuck with that you have a habit of returning to like a dog returns to its vomit, the Lord will remove from you. He has promised you that he has not forgotten you. He'll come back and he will destroy everything that plagued you and persecuted you and weighed you down in this veil of tears. And on that day, he will make fully and finally yours everything he promised you in your baptism. Everything he promised you here in church, all the words he said here in church, you will then see them with your own eyes. And everything he gave you in the Lord's Supper will be fully and finally yours. When these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.